Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we are talking Survivor South Africa Immunity Island episode number three. Loving it. Love being in South Africa. Love South Africa being in South Africa. Love South Africa being in me every Thursday when I watch Survivor South Africa. And I can feel the wild coast in my veins. <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> I, that maybe I'm just like having a stroke and or heart attack. Maybe both at the same time. Just Whoa. constantly throughout the episode. Micro strokes every Thursday. I don't know how you manage three pages of notes. <laughs> it's just, you look and it's all scribbles <laughs> and like backwards letters. I will die. Kill Kill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right off the rails in classic Survivor Cast International fashion. fashion. This is why we had that steep drop off after episode one. (laughs) But to you remaining listeners, we're glad that you're here. Back in bed with us because we are on week two of pajama party coverage. Woot woot. Co-host Jacqueline still recovering from that broken leg. Will be for the next, you know, 10 to 12 weeks. Maybe not next record, but the record after. Maybe then we'll be back in the studio. Yeah. Right now I'm like, my leg is not allowed to be below like heart Heart level level. for longer than 20 minutes. And you can just call me Mr. Nurse. I've got like (laughs) a fun 80s sitcom family comedy going on. Me bumbling around in the kitchen, burning pancakes. (laughs) Locking myself out of the oh, house. Oh, that was awful. That was fun. I locked myself out of the house with my cell phone in the house. No keys. The garage door locked. No way to get in the house. Jackie's upstairs with a broken leg. I have to throw a chopstick I found in the car at the window <laughs> to alert her presence after ringing the doorbell many times. And then I have to carry my own scooter device with a broken leg down our stairs two days post surgery two days after surgery and then set it up stand up get on it just to see your bumbling idiotic fiance (laughs) peering through the window stupidly (laughs) and let them in (laughs) yep so that's uh that's what's going on that's why we're back in bed hashtag pajama party back in bed that sounds too much like um, Duck Avengers. Chip-chip-chip-chip-bandale. Yeah. Duck Rescue Rangers. Duck Avengers. <laughs> I was That's getting a... DuckTales and, and Chippendale oh, uh, hybriding in my brain. What's the DuckTales theme song? Oh, they just redid it. DuckTales, DuckTales, put on your Christmas sails, get loose. Duck tooth. No, that's footloose. That's footloose. Um, everybody get duck tails. That's, that's, <laughs> that's footloose. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay. Life is like a hurricane. It's, it's a, a duck whirl. Might something something or rewrite history. DuckTales, woo-hoo, DuckTales, right? I, yeah, That's I think it. you're totally on it. We did it. 
You're amazing. We got it. I'm just falling in love all over again. Hashtag footloose. <laughs> so speaking of falling in love, look for our upcoming wedding watch coverage. Yes. where We'll be watching 20 wedding movies. 27. 27 wedding movies. We're still waiting for five wedding submissions. Yeah. Throw one into the ring. Throw your wedding hat throw in the ring. Throw your favorite wedding movie into the ring. It needs to be... A wedding movie, not a movie with a wedding in it. Yeah, we're not talking Die Hard is a Christmas movie rules. We're talking this is a movie where a wedding is a focal point. Fucking it's a wonderful life motherfucker kind of Christmas movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone so aggressively <laughs> evoke It's a Wonderful Life. Well. I didn't know what was happening for a moment. <laughs> I was having one of your famous... Thursday night seizures. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Thursday night seizures with Survivor Cast International. <laughs> That's, That's a really long should... hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fucking long hashtag. All right. Let's uh... get into our. We're talking episode three. Let's get into it. You ready? Yes. I love that they are returning to camp at nighttime. Yes. Fucking love it. Returning. So in the recap, of course. Sorry, Sam. I swear too much. Pinty went home. Last episode. Tear. We're going to miss you, Pinty. So will our point system <laughs> yes. for our fucking. It's all on Dino now. Come yeah, on. Yeah, moments Dino. ago you say you swear too much <laughs> and then you drop four F bombs in a row. Oops. You're um, like my dad on Christmas time where every other word is the F word. Fucking Merry fucking fuck fuck Christmas, Christmas. fuck. <laughs> that Christmas fuck. All right. Oh. Yeah, so Pinty is gone, and Carla is taking the credit. She's like, I orchestrated that blindside. But everyone's giving the credit to Mike. Well, particularly St. Paul, when he's looking around for the mastermind, he definitely thinks it's Mike, and this really rubs uh, Carla the wrong way. Oh, yeah, because Carla's very much the driving force and does not Mike. like the idea that Mike, but like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you be happy that you're able to like hide behind Mike and like do these moves kind of yeah, clandestinely I, a little bit so that you're not a major target, Carla. I have mixed feelings on Carla in general in this episode, I feel like, but I will say in her defense here, I think she plays it correctly. She doesn't outwardly say anything, but in her talking head, she's annoyed. Like, oh, typical man. You know, no one even questioned. I think it is fair that no one even wondered if it was Carla. Yeah, it was very much like, uh, oh, man, Mike's gotta be the person. There was no, it's very much Carla's like his sidekick. There, I mean, it is. Interesting, because, I mean, Mike is doing a lot as well. Mike is a major player, and I do kind of view, you know, maybe this is my own gender biases, but I do view Mike as the mastermind and kind of Carla as his sidekick, in all honesty. I completely disagree with you. Really? I completely feel like Carla is orchestrating things and using Mike as her muscle. Even with Mike's, all of what Mike was doing today, Mike's big moves that he made, whether they worked or not, I just feel like Mike was like, but he, he has such an even keeled view of what's happening and the pitfalls around him and the problems that Carla is causing for his position in the game. And no spoilers, whether it works for him or not, he's really 
the major force of trying to pull that plane up where Carla's like, fuck those guys. I'm speaking in terms of at the beginning of this episode (laughs) before, you know, in the part that we're currently talking about, like coming out of the Pinty. Specifically the Pinty blindfold. Yeah. Carla. Pinty. Pinty. I think it is Pinty. Carla wanted Pinty out. Carla did not like Pinty. Carla made Pinty leave. That's true. And Mike is taking all the credit slash blame on him. Yeah. No, it's interesting. So. But I do agree with your thoughts going later on into this evening. Into this episode. Yes. Which we watched this evening. So that's why I said this. This evening, this episode. (laughs) Same thing for us. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting that no one's looking at Carla as the the mastermind at this point at the beginning of the episode chappies is kind of on mike's radar as as far as someone that mike is now gunning for but chappies is also super trusted by santoni i love that santoni only is telling mike about the idol yes love it i dig the santoni chappies team up they seem like a good duo to me well, and I, I think that grows a little bit later on this episode. Chappies and Santoni is kind of, no, maybe I like who Santoni. No, I think you're right. I think they're. Mm, I don't know. I believe you're right. Okay. I think, yes, we'll get to that later. Yes. But I see the Santoni Chappies duo continuing from here. Santoni just in general this is an episode where Santoni is um, more of a focal point in a positive way. Totally. I we, really like to see Santoni's kind of like strategic moves going. And we get two interesting Santoni aesthetic things in this episode. We get Santoni for the first time rocking the tiny kind of Leia buns mm, in her hair. Yep. And I don't know if you saw Santoni's socks. Mm, I did not. Now, you like looking at socks. Well, just in in our surviving <laughs> main coverage, one of the players came in Brandon. wearing specific socks to, you know, Disney to showcase to people that they had worked <laughs> at Disneyland to try to portray themselves as a certain type of person. Absolutely. It was like some crazy meta gaming going on. So what were Santoni's socks? Santoni had these sky blue with rainbows on them ah. socks that she was rocking. Maybe, maybe it was a deliberate choice. Maybe. Give people some rainbows in there. I think it was just more the Santoni rainbow child tie-dye aesthetic that Santoni rocks. I feel you. I I, totally get you. So, jumping over to the Zamba tribe. You get a short clip of what i'm gonna call the blonde barbie crew um kind of attacking verbally therizo yeah we just jump into a very tense moment yeah therizo telling them that she needs them to establish trust with her for her to be in alliance with them and it's interesting that this doesn't ever really come back up no i mean for reasons but yeah and then therizo or the it's it's Nicole kind of speaking the most, but Amy is there as well and someone else. And that one lady that I never remember her name who has like the partial shave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, well, we have the numbers. You need to prove your trust to, to us, us. Yeah. Thor Rizzo. It is like, I, 
just because it's three on one and it is so tense, even though Threezo doesn't really back down at all. No. It does have like an aggressive, almost bullying-esque vibe to it. Very Mean Girls vibe I got doing this little bit. Like Threezo by herself being verbally accosted by these three blonde, skinny ladies. It just... It there's felt maybe some very. Like, there's maybe some optics to it that yes. just don't look the best. Absolutely, it just and it's so tense. In the just, visual and yeah, the energy yeah. for sure. The energy is high. It absolutely is. But then we go straight into reward. Reward, but before. Yeah, not just any reward. It's shuffle time. Shuffle. Do the shuffle. Shuffle. How do you feel about a shuffle coming so early in the game? Three episodes in. I don't know. Remember how long it took? At the beginning of three episodes in, too. Super early in the episode itself. Not even at immunity or whatever. Like You don't let them get a reward as a tribe. You like... Just to put it into context, think about the last season of Survivor South Africa we covered, Malaysia. Yeah. Think about how deep in the game they shuffled. Yeah. I mean, it was at least episode five. Yeah. I think... They shuffled and then merged almost immediately on that season. True. I think that finding your sweet spot for the shuffle is really important as a team Mm. or as a thing, but only after two, like, potentially... No vote, like, I think it's been one vote off for each tribe, right? Yeah. Yes, I think so. And so it's like, with only one person gone, not everything has been set for that tribe yet. So I find it interesting to want to shuffle that up before that's even become like, oh, we're... but, But it does allow for there to not be a lot of like oh we're gonna stay fucking vuna strong i i mean i would hope for that but i think this episode completely i that always rears its head this like oh whether it's post merge or post shuffle this clinging and i get it it's for numbers and it's for strategy and it's like you know you're strategizing from day one so you find your people, and these are my post-merge people, or I gotta have the numbers post-merge. But I, it always rubs me the wrong way. I always want people to embrace their new tribes and forego old alliances and start anew more so than they are able well, to, more so than is realistic. Maybe doing it so early will allow for more of that, though. Maybe. Um, I hope so. I, I'm kind of into it. I always, it makes me wonder a little bit, if there is some like behind the scenes, if there's the producers felt a need to, or a want to, for any reason, initiate a shuffle maybe sooner than they would have normally. Yeah. Like, I wonder if there were any like complaints or anything like that, that Mm. hmm, I don't know. Um, Okay. So should we break down our new tribes? Yeah. Super interesting because both tribes have, six and three so six of one tribe and three of the other um which is really kind of fun that like it's split like that yes we do get um some talking heads of chappies here and he's wearing glasses for the first time yes professor chappies i love it (laughs) dr chaps dr chappies oh dr chaps dr chaps chappies should be the new doctor 
Yes. Chappies for doctor. Chappies for the doctor. Hashtag. Can you imagine Chappies fucking coming out of that TARDIS? Fucking amazing. Can you imagine Chappies sonic screwdriver? You know what? I can only imagine. (laughs) It's it's literally the only thing I'm capable of imagining. Only thing. That's how excited I am. Woo! So, Nico, I do lots of trepidation. Let's do this and reveal. Like, just he has he, a good cadence. He's kind of funny. His dramatic pauses at particular points. All right. So the new Vuna tribe. Yes. We've got Rainier, Tyson, Dino, Therizo, Kieran, Anisu, Keon, and Nicole. I, okay. If I missed anyone, I apologize. I dig that. New Zumba. Izumbra, do, do, do. Uh, Amy, Smash, Sean, Chappies, Santoni, Paul, Mike, Vorda, and Carla. How many people? I think maybe you're, or is there eight and then nine? Maybe, maybe three, we're missing six, one. Six, eight, three. I mean, I have eight and nine, yes. I think we're missing one person. Who am I missing? I don't know. Someone on that one tribe. Am I missing? Oh, I'm missing, um, no, I have Kiran. Hmm, I don't know. We'll don't figure know. it out. No, I'm missing that. I'm missing that one blonde woman, who who we don't know the name of very yeah, well. Yes. Okay. Who has a moment later in this episode? So yes. we will name check you later, and we do apologize. Sorry about that. We're so, bad with the names. It's episode three, and you're switching around. And Come we're on now. Midwest simpletons, not from South <laughs> Africa. So there's that learning curve as well. All right. So Rainier's in trouble. He's like, all of, he's just like, oh, he's looking for Sean. He's looking for Smash. He's looking for Amy. Like, all of his core alliances are now on an opposite tribe. Yeah, he's like, these are the three people I want to see pull the same buff. I give, oh, this one a hug, this one a hug, this one a hug. They're all headed over. What am I going to do? Yeah, that's like exactly what he sounded like. Exactly. Just, what? What am I going to do? Yes. <laughs> Do you have any <laughs> any other thoughts on our new tribes before we jump um, into immunity? I I am super ready for a tribe shuffle. Actually, there was some like groups forming that I just like wasn't super keen of them having power. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm into it. I'm all down for it. Yeah. It was a surprise, and it adds a fun element to it. I'm I'm into it as well. I totally did not expect it at all. Oh fuck no. So, um, no, it's not immunity. It's reward. Reward. And I am in love with this reward challenge. I think it's maybe my favorite reward challenge ever. It's very similar to a challenge that we saw on the Malaysia season. So, and if we sound like, I mean, this is only the second season of Survivor South Africa that we've gotten to watch. Right. So, if, you know, if this is a common challenge, you forgive know, us. Forgive our naivety. Okay, but... It's the sand pit challenge. The sand duel. And so, uh, for each round, an item is revealed. Yes. Whoever, like, they take turns, whichever tribe gets to put somebody up. My favorite element of this is that each round, there's something different up for reward. And a big reveal. And then they get to choose who's going for it. I really like that aspect, too. Super fun. No one gets to go double, like, 
you choose, and then but the, it's, it's like the other team gets to put up who they want based on that. Gender and they on take gender. turns. Yep. Yes. So round one. And oh, what you have to do is, you're, yeah, you're in a sand circle. There's a bean bag, essentially, like a, a big. A giant cushiony bean bag. And there's a square that you have your square. The opponent has their square. The bean bag's in the middle. You have to drag it into your area. And the bean bag has to touch. It has, it, it, to, it, touch it has to the physically sand touch the sand. That, it can't be, yeah, like yes. in your arms above it. Absolutely. One thing I thought was interesting, if you think back to Survivor South Africa, Malaysia, yes. with a similar challenge where there was a like buried volleyball mm-hmm. and then everything else was essentially the same. Absolutely. And it ends up with Nicole being eliminated and losing his team the challenge because he's like playing Grant too much and not playing the ball enough. But that's like almost the opposite in this challenge, it feels like. Nico at one point even makes a comment that somebody is playing the the body and not the bag. But there are no stiff rules. There are no, you're going to be, you know, disqualified and lose it for your tribe. Not at all. Which did feel like such a bummer when it happened in Malaysia. It, you know, I'm, I'm really excited with how this challenge was presented to us. I think it's a super fun way to, um, kind of be physical and give different dynamics and like, it's super fun that there's multiple rewards that they're playing for. Absolutely. So round one, we've got Nicole for Vuna. Going against Carla for Zambra. Yep. Zamba. And they're playing for a hammock. That lovely breezy hammock. Definitely, you know, something that you'd love to have while you're out there. Um, you know, it's hard. There's not there's not like a lot of there's not a lot to say between the individual round around. What ends up happening is one person is stronger than the other person. They may be tussle around a little bit and one person gets dragged by the stronger person into, into the, the into the goal um there is a moment in the background of this first yes challenge where santoni is talking to paul and is like fuck man we've shuffled and i have a clue to an idol at their fucking camp what are we gonna do i at first I thought like, okay, Santoni's just picking this moment to tell Paul about their idol. Interesting moment. But then I'm like, oh man, no, that's crazy. Yeah, their idol is back at camp. But what I really love is it's shot so well because over the shoulder of Nicole and Carla wrestling, sitting in the background, kind of out of focus, you can see Santoni talking to Paul and you have the subtitles on the screen but they have their audio turned up. So what you're hearing is them talking. Right. But they're totally out of focus and not centered. It's just a really fun, interesting moment. Beautifully done as far as how it's recorded. I also, while I was sitting there watching, at first I'm like, fuck, why is Santoni telling Paul? Like, why is this conversation happening? Then it's it hit me. Yes. Santoni's not going to be put up to play for this. Like, Max four players, five players are playing out of the nine. Sintoni's not going to be choose for that. She doesn't want to play. I mean, she's, you know, she's, she, she's not a big upper body. You know, there's lots of stronger 
yes. physical people on her tribe that are they're gonna put up for this. But Paul, you know Paul, you know Paul is gonna be put up, and they're hoping Paul is gonna be put up against someone that they know and want to get this idol. So Nicole pulls it out, she scores, she literally drags Carla like on her butt into her little square. Yep. And then yes, it becomes it's Tyson for Vuna up against Paul for Zumba. Zamba. I'm gonna fucking butcher that tribe name. Oh, every... it's awful. Zumba. Um so Paul up against Tyson. And Paul is kind of just like fucking flipping Tyson all over the place. Really just looking at first like he's just manhandling Tyson. Do you think it's kind of like putting on a little bit of a scene so that he can try to distract them from him talking to him? Yes, because he's he, he flips him over, he drags him, and then he whispers sweetly in his ear about the idol. Some There's sweet idol. nothings. Three, three steps above the well. Yes, I do have like, it's very specific. It's like... Very detailed directions to the point where, I mean, they should have been a little clandestine because they're like, okay, well, maybe some people saw me talking to Tyson, but what do they know? Right. And Renee completely puzzles out what's happening. And at first I was very, very impressed by that, but it is like, well, what are you, you know, there was just a shuffle. Oh, miss you. I miss you, buddy. Yeah. Or well, hey, it, make sure to get this thing in my pants. Because, or like, well, because it's like not that. that though. It's like, it's like from Rainier's perspective, as he says, it's like Tyson and Paul are talking and Paul is talking and Paul keeps talking. So what would they possibly be talking about that much? Absolutely. It's really not that much of a leap of logic. I I respect Rainier paying attention and really thinking things out. Really, really noticing all the details. It's serving him well, but when you are on that kick, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, a huge flub on Paul's part. He should have been a little bit more discreet. Um, yeah. And then a little Paul bit. Paul scores. Paul takes it. Round three, they're playing for blankets and cushions. Yep. Chappie for Zumba, Rainier for Vuna. Chappie mentions that he like kind of like hurt his hand a little bit while fishing for mussels. Um, Chappie's scores. Yes. Do you think that his wrapped hand was trying to like be a like diversion for the other tribe? I think he alluded to that a little bit. Didn't I he? think so. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Round four playing for tarp. It's Vorda going against uh, Varusha or Verusha Salt, or <laughs> this lady who like came out of nowhere that I honestly, she was not on my radar mm -hmm. until this exact moment. Okay. Where she scores against Warda. Love it. And then round five, the final round. Very interesting. They're playing for a nutrition kit, protein future bars, life. future life repair food kits, and a tribe advantage at the immunity challenge. Yes. We get a, a classic probstism. Worth playing for? He actually like asks it each time as each new element is revealed. Oh yeah, and like Dino plays some like yes, because it's Smash going against Dino, Smash for Vuna against Dino for uh, Zamba. Dino's about to die. I like okay. At first, I'm like Dino. It looks like you don't have a chance, but maybe Dino. He's not unfit. He's not no, like, super lanky. Not at all, but it's Smash, just Smash is, is fucking smashing. He's built. 
He's about to get that protein. Smash takes control and just drags Dino around the ring. And Dino never has a chance. Dino did these fun, like, air drums. When they revealed the protein bars. Yes. But he, he didn't win them. No, no, he did not. He's going to be air drumming on an empty stomach back at camp. So, yeah. Smash scores and Clearly. wins it for the Vuna tribe. Absolutely. And Rainier, again, definitely caught on to that Tyson and Paul 100%. conversation. And with that, should we take a quick break and then come back and talk immunity, tribal, and the rest of the up? Love it. We'll be back. Oh, well, here we are back on Survivor South Africa, episode three. Woohoo! Episode three, woohoo. Yes. And we are post reward, pre immunity, and bringing it back to the Vuna camp. Um, you know, people notice right away that Tyson's gone hunting for an idol. There's this weird moment before that where Dino is like, I didn't quite, he's like throwing out archetypes. He's like, we've got the athlete and the genius and the machine. Oh, no, he's like pointing to himself and the few other people left from his tribe of like, yeah. he. I think he said you've inherited. Yeah, he's, he's like, I just thought it was funny the way he was portraying them. Yeah. Like this very broad archetype. This is what we're good for. I didn't quite see who got what, and there was one that I missed. No, I did not see who got what, but it's funny. But yeah, so I mean, Tyson knows he's on the outs and guided by St. Paul, mm-hmm. he makes his way into the underbrush and goes idol hunting. He does and is very successful very quickly. Successful in finding the idol, but you're correct that Rainier knows what's going on and Rainier is talking to other people about what's going on. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, don't know where Tyson went off to. Tyson's not here, but. What's up with Tyson? What would Tyson be doing right now? He should have waited. I mean, I yeah, I get it. You're excited. You want it. You don't want to lose the opportunity. But I don't know. Just too quickly. Too quickly after the big showy getting of info at the absolutely. Reward. Like you have to come up with a cover for that. Like what was he talking to you about? You gotta say something. Yeah. And then you should say. You're right. You should address it in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I don't know. Get someone in. Bring someone in as a confidant and both go get water and then find it. Yeah. Um, well, which I guess does end up happening because Anisu knows that he has it. Yes. Tells him to keep it by his package, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny. And so then it ends up and then Tyson tells Kiran, Kiran, Kiran about Kiran, Kiran, Kiran. I think it's Kieran. Kieran. So Kieran, Anisu, and Tyson are now aware that Tyson has an idol. Absolutely. Pivoting over to Zamba, Mike is talking about how the Zamba tri- camp is so much nicer mm-hmm. that it's like the suburbs as far as you know the two camps go. Absolutely. I have written here that Carla's just fucking crazy. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. I, I We can get to that in a moment. Okay. Before Carla's hashtag Carla craziness, because I think she does kind of start acting crazy. And I think it like alarms Mike as well. <laughs> but Smash 
He lived up to his name last episode when he smashed something in a challenge. Yes. This episode, he's smashing some bars on the discreet, on the down low. I, he takes the two of the life bars and goes off into the woods and oh, eats them. Yes. And then it's like, oh, there's supposed to be nine, but there's only seven. seven. I hope nobody notices. And it doesn't come up. No, everyone's but, so excited to have seven bars. But it's like there are nine people on your tribe. He's a big you guy. You really don't he think? He needs those two extra bars. Okay. Yes. And are they all really that stupid that nobody, like, put nobody two in? Nobody counted like, or, yeah, figured it out. Or like, like, oh, we have nine people. The other tribe has nine people. Why Why would there be two less? Like, why doesn't everyone get a bar? Right. That does not mathematically make sense or reward-wise make sense that not everyone has a bar. We saw Chappies wearing his glasses earlier, and now we see yes. Smash wearing his. Smash rocks the glasses. I say this in only complimentary terms, but it just reminds me of, just because he's like, he is a bulky man. He's hulking, in fact. And when the Hulk, the comic book character, like becomes the Gray Hulk, Professor Hulk, and he's wearing glasses... That's what Smash reminded me of here. I was thinking real Clark Clark Kenty. Oh, Superman-esque. I love it. Definitely. So we see a shot of a snake, which I thought was fun since we're on the Zomba tribe. We see Chappies doing some fishing, which I love. Mm-hmm. And then so Mike, he's really thinking long game. He is concerned that he wants it to be Vuna Strong the former Vuna members sticking together now that they're on the Zomba tribe. Even though Paul and uh, Chappies feel a little burnt. Yes, after the last vote out. Yes. He is alarmed at the possibility of Chappies and Paul splintering off and that becoming a problem for him and Carla. And this is where Carla's craziness comes in because... Mike, he's he's thinking long game and he's trying to tell what is it like Carla is he feels like who is part who is Carla pitching herself to is Amy? it is it the Chappies and Paul? I think so. It's well, no, because Carla gets on this thing of like Chappies and Paul have no strategy, have no social game. Um, have no social skills whatsoever and that she doesn't want to work with them or play with them and that maybe that's like some bias coming in and Mike is like Carla's off her rocker she's like on this crazy thing and he's trying to like coalesce around Vuna Strong while Paul and Chappies are splintering off Yeah, and Carla for some reason just wants nothing to do with Paul and Chappies and hates them now and uh I don't exactly remember whose tribe Amy was initially on, but Amy, like, I think is listening to um, Carla's, like, pitch. Yes. And kind of like, oh, sure, yeah, whatever. I think it is Amy, yes. And then Amy immediately goes to fucking, I think, Chappie's um, or Paul and is like, yeah, no, let's do, like, we want to pull you in. We want to, like... Into Santony as well. Yeah, it's, like, Santony 
Amy, Smash, Chappies, and Paul. No, I have that. Such a good yes. fucking alliance. Like, A-team. Amy goes to build her dream team to oh, take yeah. down Mike and Carla. Fucking love it. Love it, too. So much. Amy's a fucking superstar in this episode. Amy's amazing. Really just came out of nowhere and became one of my favorite players in this episode, right off the bat. Immediately hoping that they have to go to tribal after immunity because I would love for them to have to, like, f- just, like, annihilate Mike and Carla. Yeah, I got a little a little mixed up about, like, who exactly Carla was trying to bring over. And then Mike warned her against it. But then Carla swings so hard against Paul and Chappie to the point where even, like, it really gets Mike's hair up. Okay, but then we jump into immunity. Yes. And immunity is a water obstacle course where you have to (laughs) swim, go through this course up like a wooden inclined thing. Yeah, it's not so much a course, more so just like swim to a platform, run up a ramp, jump off the ramp, get to the ring. The ring, which is tied with a knot, untie it, swim back with the ring. Next person gets to go. You have the to get five rings, and then two people have to do a ring toss, get them on things out, you know, in the water, and then you win. Um, Although someone has a little bit of a little helper here, mm. Daddy or Mommy's little helper, Mother's little helper, Mother's little helpers mm. here. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that didn't know noise. that was in ya. I, I didn't know either. <laughs> Mother's little helper, indeed. Zamba's got that advantage, so they only need to get four of the five rings. Yes. Huge. Y- yeah, like... Huge. As it's, Donald it's huge. It's a huge advantage. They're going kind of Bernie there. I mean, I was always trying to go Bernie. Always trying to go Bernie, but they wouldn't let us, Jackie. They wouldn't let us go the Bernie. damn DNC wouldn't let us. Motherfuckers wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, Sean and Rainier. Okay. So I don't... <laughs> Sean and Rainier. Are the first two from their respective tribes to swing swim for the rings. Yes. And like. Sean innovates here. They're pretty much even the whole time, which I like. Sean is also someone burns out near the end. Yes. Sean hardcore on his redemption track of like got a little messy at the first tribal, but I've consistently liked him more and more every episode since. One of my favorite things about Survivor is like losing those initial first impressions as you get to know people. Absolutely. I think that that's always something that I, I think is hard in a game like this to lose first impressions or not have first impressions weigh so heavily into important decisions. For me as a viewer, I feel like I have my first impressions and then I slowly shed them throughout the season in a way that I enjoy quite a bit. Totally. I'm sure in the game itself, it must be tough if you're playing. But Uh, Sean, he he puts a ring... On the swim back, he puts the ring around his neck and Absolutely. it becomes a, a big thing for his tribe that helps them quite a bit, I feel like. I don't know if I would have put it around my neck. Really? Um, Especially if any of these people are like weaker swimmers. That's a good point. That could cause some major, major trouble just at like a safety standpoint, having it around their necks. Yeah. I don't know if I should like... I don't know if that should have been allowed. Like You are like the swim master and a certified <laughs> lifeguard. Um, and scuba certified. I think like putting it up over your shoulder. 
I think would have been the like best way to do it safely. The thing about it, though, if you're just throwing safety out the window, yes, it just freeing up both arms to and go to also town. like even with it on your shoulder, just having that full shoulder motion, you can swing like, no, so it, much like, better. Not paying attention if it's gonna slip or not. Hundred percent. That totally would or be a game changer the people who are holding it in their hand that's and trying to swim fuck. but i feel like i would be in, you know as someone who isn't super experienced swimming like i wouldn't think to put it around my neck until i saw someone else do it and i would maybe try to swim with it in my hand you and, cannot hold it you need both your hands to swim yeah i would suck they'd vote me off <laughs> so and um, then i was gonna say speaking of it being difficult Carla, first one to really struggle to get up the platform. Yes. The platform after the first couple of rounds becomes very wet. And if you do not have height as an advantage physically, this is a really, really tough challenge because the boards are slippery and at like a 45 degree angle. So trying to get up them without any support, if you can't reach the top after a jump, is going to be incredibly hard. It proves tough for a couple of the people, as like consistently harder as it goes on, for sure. Um, I did the whole time. I'm just wondering why does Vuna not copy the Zumba players? Because Vuna is pretty consistently struggling to swim, and Zumba's doing the thing around the neck. But then Nicole finally does. And she makes up a ton of time for her tribe. I have that she makes up so much time. Like, it's crazy how Nicole, like, pulls it out for her tribe. Anisu also completely flew in the water. I feel like uh, by that time, Zamba, I think, was doing the ring toss. But Anisu did her run so quickly also shaved off a ton of time. Vuma, like, definitely, definitely caught up quickly. The ring toss looks fucking difficult. You would have like had to have practiced shit like that. I feel like, or just I mean, be good at it. Maybe you play a lot of backyard games or things like that in general. You know, it's very horseshoe esque, right? Yeah, but honestly, like having that component of it being on a platform in the water and the waves being a thing you have to take into consideration. I'm sorry. Hashtag yawncast. Hashtag it's almost 11 p.m. and we're recording. Oh, and you just took a bunch of pain medicine. A yeah, I ago. took my 10 o'clock pain meds. So we're strapping in for the end here, Fed. But didn't, fans. Your, didn't your doctor prescribe four podcasts a week and no less? Yeah, yeah I have to do You're all on a of strict these. podcast regiment to heal your leg. Absolutely. These fucking modern doctors. Motherfuckers. It's all their fault. <laughs> um yeah. Chappies does so well at the at the ring toss. He um but I mean like it's really a back and forth thing of one tribe pulls ahead, they tie it up, the other tribe pulls ahead. Um, but it's really Chappies and Kieran, I feel like, on their two tribes who are scoring most of the points with Paul really like putting in a valiant effort. Absolutely. And I feel like there are other people who are like the like the work of being a getter. Yeah, the people who have like, to swim out and return the rings. That's you know, Essential. a thankless job but necessary. 100%. And if you're yeah, if you're not doing a good job, you could lose it for your tribe. Absolutely. Slow it up so much, especially because there's no extra rings, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like you have you, five rings. All the rings you have, you have to get on. So when you're down to that last ring, it's throw, miss, someone has to swim, get it, swim it back to you. Like, that's a lot of fucking work. And then 
I think it was like mostly the same people swimming and I saw Warda doing it. And I don't know who else. Yeah. Well, and then Kieran wins it for Vuna. Yeah, buddy. And they send Amy to Immunity Island. And then just jump. Let's just keep it rolling. Immunity Island. Um, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize fully that if you choose to lose, if you just choose to leave Immunity Island and not play. Yeah. That you lose the immunity, but you take the necklace with you and, and you're you have allowed to give it to, to somebody else. Yeah, you can bequeath it to somebody. That's fucking weird. I have to say so far, I 100% enjoy the Immunity Island gimmick of the season. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's been super fun. I'm surprised that Amy took it, to be honest with you. Well, her justification is that I think it's Smash that she's talking about. They're like, oh, I believe that he can drum up the votes and we're going to be fine, right? I mean, yeah, hopefully. I I think it's just all self-preservation. You know what I mean? I think that's her just like, they could use your vote or whatever, but you are just hoping for an advantage for yourself and that's fine. But she's definitely couching it in these maybe not completely genuine terms. Right. Well, and if you go back and put the immunity necklace on whoever that they were going to vote out, like you are now the person that's going to be voted out. Yes. So it's a puzzle. She does decide to play. Yes. And it's a puzzle challenge. It's like five pieces that you have to put back together into a square. Yeah. It's like these big blocky things and it looks difficult. Um, and if you win, you get to go raid the other camp for three items. But if you lose, they get to raid your camp. Yeah. And you lose a vote. And she like pretty much felt like I can't, I don't want to and can't win this. I can't go steal from my other tribe. But as a worry worse camp. And as most of my yeah, people that my I care about. Yeah. People I, yeah. Who are on my tribe. I, I think sometimes as a viewer, I discount how much emotions could play into decisions like that when you're playing Survivor. But I do always like have a little bit of a highly skeptical moment of like, oh, come on, really? That's that's the consideration you're taking that like you're having a heartstring pulling moment about taking some items from like they're they're not going to die. They're no. going to be fine. Absolutely. It's going to be harder for them in this game that you're competing in them with. But, you know, I mean, she's probably just a better person than me. She also, like, <laughs> struggles a little. We'll get to it with a, a lying component as well. Absolutely. So she fails. The red sand drips away. and She does not make the puzzle. So the other tribe will get three things from her tribe. And she's pretty worried about that and conflicted on whether or not should I. Ha- what would you do in this situation? Would you just be fully honest would you go back and lie? I mean, I mean, the other tribe is going to come and take three items from your camp. Do yeah. You, I think maybe I would just not say anything and it's just, it's going to happen. And right. Like, and like, oh, I don't know. I don't why. know what's going on. I don't know how this happened. That might be the worst thing though. Cause like, what if Nico points a finger? What if Nico, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. He plays hand, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they would allow you to keep it in the dark. I mean, I I bet they might ask leading questions. Or they might be like, you might get some tree mail or communique that um the other tribe gets Due to come. To a, yeah. Yes. And I mean, it's not going to be very hard. Who's the last person on Immunity Island? Why would that? Who would know? have consequences? Yes. Yeah. 
Unless they like make it wait a few out a few weeks, that'd be fun. So would you just be honest about it? Would you just? I would like probably white lie it somehow. Um. But ultimately, it's like, oh, I I played a game trying to win something for the betterment of the tribe. Nothing was like selfish in that game. So like, yeah, be fucking honest. Be I like, wondered- yeah, I tried to win something for the tribe and it didn't work out. So. Do you think people would vote her off out of retribution? Do you think people really vote that way? That it's like, oh, you fucked up by not winning this game. And now three things are going to become and taken from our camp. So I'm going to vote you off because of that. Not for something like that. I do feel like retribution votes are a thing. But I think for more so for bigger gameplay than that. Yeah, I see. So just uh, the last threads before tribal yeah on the zomba tribe mike is really on damage control we find out that he is a lawyer here and he's really tapping into grant from malaysia i'm just going to be always referencing survivor south africa malaysia but um i don't know if it's too late or not but he you know he tries to rouse his old vuna members and he which i i hate this thing that he does of the two people sitting on the beach and he comes up to them and pulls the two former Vuna members away. Yeah. Calling like a Vuna only tribe meeting when you're now on the Zamba tribe. That seems like such a shitty, super shitty, not, I don't know. It's a very unpleasant way to play. I mean, like I get it and you're playing for yourself, but just to like completely not even a little bit clandestinely, like we are a pocket independent tribe within this larger tribe. I don't love that. Not at all. I also feel like it's going to make things more difficult for him down the line. Like, I feel like this is a target painting kind of move. So he is, he's a good talker. He's very convincing. I, you know, it really feels like he's, he maybe wins chappies in particular over, that he makes a lot of sense. It's like, oh, this isn't even about trusting me. This is about what's good for your game overall. Right. Because if they stay six strong over there and you befriend their three, well, that's you at the bottom of nine come merge. And you've only known these people 24 hours. You're going to like shack up with someone you've only slept with once versus someone you've been hanging around with. It's like he almost phrases it very in those terms. All I have in my notes for that is fuck off, Mike. Well, you know, I Mike wins me over. I like I like Mike a lot in these moments. I don't think Mike deserves You to wanna be, be like Mike? No, I don't think he deserves to be told to fuck off because he's not doing it. He's just playing hard and he's just pitching his game and he's he's just thinking strategically, you know? I mean he he brings up this thing of like always be closing and Mike gets his coffee. Mike, you know, coffee's for closers and Mike brings he Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It's okay. A famous thing. I'm like, I've never heard. always be closing. Only closers get coffee. Um, I just appreciate that. He is really going for it. That although I don't like how he brings everyone together in that way, kind of pointedly in front of the other two people, I appreciate that he, just 100% pitches it. And it's not a sentimental pitch. It is just like, this is for your long game, the smartest thing to do. And it also benefits me. And I don't think he's necessarily wrong. 
despite liking the Chappies in another division more. Yeah. But will it work out? Let's find out. We go to Tribal, and it's on day eight. Mm hmm. Amy returns. Welcome back, Amy. And there's just a lot of talk, a lot of speculation of which way it's going to go. Oh, yeah. I feel like even in the majority of the conversation, it's mostly like, well, it is still along tribal lines. And yes, we do welcome and accept new members, but first one's in, first one's out. Well, and like Chappie's it really feels like he's just been convinced by Mike. He talks about like, Oh, it's going to be a majority thing. And Mike pointedly asks him of like, Oh, like, you know, are you aligned with me? Yeah. Like straight up ask for it. And Chappie's like, Oh, well, I, I said I was, didn't I? And I, I, you can see it on Paul's face or, um, just everyone thinks that, you know, that whole it's out the window. The right. Chappies and Paul are going to align with Mike and Carla. And, and that's just what's happening. A hundred percent. But. Burp, burp, burp. It comes down. Three for Smash. Five for Mike. Fuck yeah. Mike is out. Carla tears up. <laughs> Mike, I notice, is wearing no shoes as he exits. Oh, really? And as Nico says, it's out with the old, in with the new, for better or for worse. Well, very true. So with that, we will see you next week. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at INT SurvivorCast. Check out our CNU coverage. Check out our... Wedding week, month, weeks our UK coverage, all types of stuff. And next Thursday, we will be back for episode four. Loving it. Have a great week. Stay safe. Love ya.